What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Creating Madness. I'm here with my guy, Ethan Carboni. Ethan, say what's up. What's up, John? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing phenomenal. I mean, I just got home from that NIU football game. I have a press pass for that, as I've mentioned before on my other shows. And once we get into college basketball season, we'll see what inside information I can get. Ooh, that should be interesting. Um, you know, but before we get into the show, before we even talk about, you know, what's going to be happening with NIU and basketball season, I quickly wanted to announce that Garrett has left our show. Garrett has a very busy schedule as, you know, he has a real life job and he has kids and he has all of this stuff going on. And so we appreciate him for being with us for the time he was, but he will no longer be with us. And unless anything changes, me and Ethan will be running the show, uh, for young and see future. So. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I know Ethan's excited. But let's get into the show. Um, we like to want to talk, so much talk about it unwrapped though. Um, and to join the Patreon, you can be in one of three tiers. And Ethan, what do you get if you're in the one, five, and ten tier? All right, for the one dollar tier, it's really just showing us you love us. Thank you for supporting unwrapped and all that. You're showing support to everyone. Where the higher ups get to put more money into the company to give us better programs so that we don't have to use crappy other programs that are free to use audio and such for voiceovers for the five dollar tier you get access to a gambling discord discord for talking whatever if you're into that type of stuff with sports trends from around the world as well as like 15 percent off our shop i believe and for the ten dollar tier you get all that twenty dollars off i believe or not twenty dollars twenty five percent off in the shop i think plus entrance into a signed giveaway we've done david montgomery keenan allen jerseys very fun yeah um definitely consider joining the unwrapped patreon i know a lot of people that are in it are really satisfied with the product so i would highly consider doing that after you watch the show um yeah uh their jerseys helmets rare cards and a lot more super duper interesting stuff and i highly recommend checking it out once again um, as for our socials, Ethan, please tell us about our Twitter and Instagram. Well, for starters on our Instagram, follow us at underscore creating madness, then at ATR madness on Twitter. Me and John are going to be doing our best to get more active on the Twitter. It's tough with John being in a boarding school and actually putting school first for the first time in his life and me being a senior and having to apply to colleges. But by the time college basketball season starts, I can promise you we will be live tweeting a lot of the big games and tweeting in general about recruiting, et cetera. Because we do have nice. a link to a couple of All right. Well, now that we've paid our dues, let's get into the show. And I want to kick this off actually by talking about the new uh, Southland Conference. Um, and, you know, as before we actually get into the conference, you know, I've alluded to, um, we're going to talk about the departures. Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin, Lamar, and Sam Houston State left and will be in different conferences this season, mostly in the WAC, which we talked about in a previous episode. If you want to learn about that. Um, but what really hurts is SFA and Abilene Christian, at least in a basketball sense. Um, these are two perennial tournament and even upside caliber teams in the NCAA tournament. So to have them leave is really disappointing for this conference's credibility in terms of NCAA bids. Um, but to get into the rest of the conference, uh, this conference is honestly the biggest toss-up in college basketball. With a third of the conference leaving, we don't have a particular top dog or even rankings. 
But if you're going to watch out for two teams from the Southland, it's Nichols and Northwestern State. Let's start with the reigning regular season champions, Nichols. Nichols returns its 1-2 duo of guard Ty Gordon and forward Najee Garvin, who averaged 28 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 assists together. Um, Gordon, who finished an all-conference first team, uh, Garvin, who finished on the all-conference third team, and reigning coach of the year, Austin Clunch, are going to try and lead this young team to similar success that they had last year. The only problem is, outside of their two leading scorers, their next six leading scorers are all gone. So there will be a lot of holes to fill on this year's team. As for the other team to watch out for, Northwestern State Demons. They will be moving on Demon Time this year. Please, please do not leave because of that joke. Um, they're returning all-conference second-team performer Trenton Masner. Masner, an upcoming guard, uh, upcoming sophomore guard, Carvel T-Set, who averaged nine points per game starting as a freshman, are looking to leave the team in the backcourt this season. But just like Nichols, they had a ton of key pieces leave, particularly in the frontcourt for the Demons, with the loss of centers Kendall Coleman and Larry Owens, who are their interior anchors. Luckily for Nichols and Northwestern State, their main competition from last year will not be playing against them as they have been a complete another conference. And every other team besides New Orleans finished below 500 uh, outside of the ones that left, of course. So really this conference is wide open, if I'm being completely honest, for any team that wants to step up next year. Um, our favorites are Nichols and Northwestern State, but in all honesty, I could see any team coming out of this conference. Um, but if I had to pick a team, it would probably be Nichols. If they don't choke in their conference tournament like they did last year, because again, they were the reigning regular season champions, number one seed in the tournament. Um, I can see this team winning the tournament, their conference tournament, and realistically earning themselves a 14 to 16 seed. Uh, for the player of the year, we've already talked about him a little bit. I'll be Ty Gordon of Nichols. Gordon averaged 15 on decent efficiency from the field. So we expect him with the loss of the powerhouses on defense of SFA and Abilene Christian to essentially just go ballistic next year, probably get in the low twenties on some pretty efficient shooting and just have a field day. Um, but to put it bluntly, this conference is going to have some rebuilding to do before they return to their former glory. Uh, the losses of SFA and ACU will be heavily felt for a while, but every conference started somewhere. So I expect a super competitive and fun conference this year because in reality, it's anyone's conference. So that wraps hey, up the South. But Ethan, please talk about the Midwest. I actually had a question for you before we move on to that. What's happening? Because as, as we know, there is a lot of Division One independent college basketball teams. While they might not be necessarily the best teams, you still got to replace a third of your conference. And let's be honest here, you're not buying out the best teams of any conference if you're the Southland, seeing as you just lost your best teams. So do you try and replace them with uh, Virginia State, Delta State, Cal State, Bakersfield, Longwood, New Orleans type of thing, North Carolina Central, Savannah State? Like some of these teams, do you think that they should poach some of those teams? So if we're looking out from the success of the conference, it's really about what makes you the most money. So if any of those programs can bring in a lot of revenue to the conference and a lot of eyeballs on their games, uh, I would do that as quickly as possible. But in terms of a spectator standpoint, which is what really we really care about, I don't know if bringing in worse comp would make it better because that's kind of like adding in Rutgers to the Big Ten. Like It's just kind of like a filler team that everyone gets two free wins in basketball against every year, like outside of the miracle year, which was last year. Um so I don't know if they can find a team that's willing to join the Southland and take on that big role, like SFA or Abilene Christian or Sam Houston state in football, 
uh, be my guest because it's really entertaining for people um, in the Louisiana, Texas, you know, deep South area. Um, but if you want to make money, probably don't want to go to the Southland. But I honestly really appreciate that question because I can guarantee you a lot of people have been wondering that, you know, like what are these smaller conferences doing teams leave and upgrade? And I think we can really see which direction the Southland wants to take itself. Do they want to stay content with being at the bottom or do they want to rise to the occasion and try and add some more teams and make themselves a really good conference. But not talking about the Southland, we're going to move on to the big West. Ethan. Yep. Well, the way I see it in reality, there are two teams that I think should win this year. Anyone else. And I mean, anyone else, if they win, I will be shocked. Like this is not like any other conference that we've said this about, but if you really look at this, what teams have been dominant, John, in the past couple of years? Um, there are two answers here. UCSB. Yep. And what's the other? Man. Oh, uh, ah, is it? Ah, it's killing me. I know exactly where you're going with this. Yep. UC Irvine. UC Irvine. Huh. Well, while I do agree, Hawaii should have the potential, right? It's a state school. They should have potential. So why don't they? Like, I'm sorry. Hawaii hasn't put together good basketball teams in how long? The way I'm looking at this year's teams, I think starting off the freshman of the year, Akiva McBurdie Griffin, UC Irvine, talented freshman, Depoy, Brad Green. If he comes back, he will be easily the best defensive player in this conference for UC Irvine. And then the best player in the conference is going to be Josh Pierre-Lewis of UC San JPL is going to have flames in his eyes, ready to torch the Big West and show off his famous scoring ability that Temple recruited him for. I personally have UCSB winning this, and I know this is a stretch for like him to be like the MVP, but yeah, I think I like it. And then you also have a Jirasani who's returning as the second leading scorer at 11 a game. So he's going to have to take that next step on the defensive side of things, getting up to a steal of a game last year. If he can up that to a steal and a half, maybe even two steals a game, and just be that guy on the wing that they need him to be, there will be set. Then you also Amadou Sal, who will have to keep being a dominant presence in the paint which will lead UCSB to contending for the Big West title. As for UC Irvine, Brad Green had a hell of a year with 9.7 points and one and a half blocks. If he comes back for year five, that's huge for the Anteaters, who would have an anchor on their defense. Because if you really think about it, in these smaller mid-majors, all you need is that one key big, and then you're set. Guard plays huge, but if you have a good big, you can win games easily. I and completely then, agree. And then you have DJ Davis, who had nine points per game as a freshman last year. He's ready to shock the Big West, light up from three. And then Akiva is a baller at 6'9", 225. This big man comes to play in the limited minutes he'll have. He'll be a key defender who's able to move players out of his way with his body. And who knows, if he can get 9, 10 points a game as a freshman, that's enough, barring some crazy one, two-star for Hawaii or not, no, 
not even Hawaii, like just UC Davis or Cal State Fullerton. If one of those two schools have some freshman that goes off for 20, which from my knowledge, I don't believe they have any guys with the talent to do that. So I'm going with those for my picks. All right. And before I begin to our final conference, Ethan, realistically, um, if UC Irvine or UCSB win their conference, which it's looking like it's most likely going to happen, what do you think their projected seed, or what do you think their projected seed will be if they, uh, you know, if they win year, four, the tournament? Fourteen or fifteen. This year is not too high of a year for them. Obviously, I'm one. I originally did my research for this. I was not able to find their conference schedules. They might be out now, but here's the thing: if they can beat their best non-conference opponents, they'll be higher. But in reality, I don't think they have the talent to do so. That's a fair assessment. Um, moving into our last conference, we have the Double A Mac. Uh, the Double A Mac is a conference that has four teams that all have a realistic chance of winning their conference tournament. And from fourth to first, from the team projections, I have uh, Canisius, Canisius. I really hope I'm saying that right. Iona, St. Peter's in our number one spot. Iona. Um, sorry, I misread that. Um, we have Saint, we have Canisius, Iona, St. Peter's, and Siena. My bad. Um, let's start with Canisius, though. Uh, this team is returning five of their six top scorers, including their leading scorer, rebounder, and third-team all-conference selection, Malek Green. Uh, the rising senior guard averaged an efficient 13 points per game while adding in seven boards a night as a guard, which was ridiculous to me. Um, he will be joined by guards Jordan Henderson and Ahamudu Fufanda, um, who averaged a combined 17 points a night, and six foot ten forward Jacob Fritz uh, from the Netherlands, who will be the team's interior anchor and primary playmaker as he averaged three assists and led the team in that category, which, by the way, is a bit concerning if you're 6'10 forward is leading your team in assists with only three. Uh, but regardless, uh, any regardless though, uh, this team finished at the four spot last year, and I see them finishing at the four spot again, but definitely don't count this team out because they have some ballers, uh, especially the guard spot. I don't have a three spot. Who's St. Peter's? St. Peter's is returning their entire team except for one player averages three a game uh, any team that returns their entire roster is going to uh position to cause some havoc in their conference especially in a major like this they finished with a 10 and 8 record in conference which gave them the fifth or sixth best position that should only go up with the second year of this team's all back together um they'll be led by the front court duo of casey nadefo and fusiani wow it's a weird name uh drami uh and these players together average 22 points 13 rebounds along with providing great interior defense they will also have Darrow Banks, the third, Matthew Lee, and Doug Eater, who will all average eight points per game. Uh, not not combined, but each. Uh, this team will will have the best team chemistry and the most experience in this conference next year by a million. So they would definitely be a conference tournament heavyweight. Uh, more on that later, though. At the number two spot, the Iona Gales. The Gales have one thing that no one else in this conference has, a top 20 basketball coach of all time who really shouldn't be in this conference, but he is in Rick Pitino. Pitino took Iona to the tournament after winning the double A Mac tournament as a two seed in their conference tournament and played Alabama close for a large duration of the game as a 15 seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, this season though, they won't be playing with Isaiah Ross or Asante Gist, the team's two leading scorers and best players. Uh, Isaiah Ross is also a first team all conference member. Um, they will be returning Nelly junior Joseph. Cool name. Uh, who led the team in blocks and rebounds. Ryan Myers, and Barry Jane Lewis, who averaged 14 a night together. 
Um, in the transfer portal, they got six foot nine forward uh, Quinn Slazinski, a rising junior from Louisville, who averaged six per game in the ACC, but will most likely feast um, in the AA MAC. Um, they also got rising senior Elijah Joyner, who averaged eleven a game at Tulsa last year, and who have a large role in the backcourt this year as he tries to fill in Isaiah Ross's scoring role, as he averaged eighteen a game again for a team long conference. So that's gonna be a hard role to fill in. At our number one spot, we have last year's regular season champions, the Siena Saints. Whew. The Saints had two first-team all-conference members last year. One of them is returning, guard Jalen Pickett. Pickett averaged 13 points per game on average efficiency, but averaged five assists per game on a 2-to-1 assist-to-turnover ratio. Um, but what really makes him stand out is his phenomenal defense. So not only will he be getting the most touches on the team, and but he'll be guarding the other team's best perimeter player every single night. Jordan King, a rising junior and 13 middle defense selection, also put in 12 a game at the guard spot. And for the forwards, Jackson Stromo and Kyle Young are returning, who will provide nice length interior defense for a team that will be heavily reliant uh, on offense with his guards. Um, the only weak spot I can see on this team is their front court. I mean, Stromo and Young did decently on offense, but I don't know how they're going to do on defense compared you know, to a team like St. Peter's, or even Canisius. So we'll see what they can do, but their guard depth for this conference is phenomenal. Um, but out of all these teams, I think as a it's honestly not even a team. It's most likely Iona or St. Peter's. Um, Iona is the reigning conference champion, and along with having by far the best coach in the conference, uh, they have a money team to go with them. So I really think that since they won the conference tournament last year and they have a lot of key pieces from that team last year, I feel like they can do it again. But St. Peter's also provides experience uh, with team chemistry. Uh, will make them a deadly combo in the tournament because they made the conference semifinals the year before. So, you know, best case scenario for this team, we could see them being a two or three seed in the conference tournament and end up taking it, kind of like Iona did last year. Um, where do I think the conference representative of this where do I think the conference representative is going to be seated in the NCAA tournament? You know, realistically, we're getting anywhere from a 13 if, you know, Sienna goes undefeated or Iona goes undefeated, um, all the way down to 16 seed. If we have an upset sleeper, because again, there are teams like Marist and Monmouth and uh, even Ryder who could win this tournament realistically. So if we have a really big upset, we could probably see this as a 16 or 15 seed team. So we'll really see when it comes to March. As for my conference MVP, Jaden Pickett. We already touched on him a, a good bit, but a reminder that he's a fantastic scorer, playmaker, and defender at the guard spot, who will most likely be getting a lot more touches than he did last season. That's saying a lot. As for my coach of the year, I'm just going to say his name, Rick Pitino. You already know. No more, no more need to elaborate on that. And really, that's all I feel that you guys need to hear about the MAC conference. Um, and thank you for listening to the show in general. We had a lot of fun making this episode. These conferences are actually really fun to research. There's a lot happening, a lot of moving parts. Um, but if you want to hear more conference previews, please come back next week. Uh, we will have or not even our next episode on Saturday. So come back in a few days, actually. We'll have another episode of where we're talking about a, button more, a lot more conferences. Uh, please go follow our socials if you liked what you saw here on any of the previous episodes. Again, Twitter is underscore – sorry – Twitter is at ATR Madness. Twitter is underscore creating madness. Ethan, do you have anything else to say? No, that was just a great episode. Thank you for doing this with me, John. 
Had fun. Yeah, no problem. And we will see you all soon, actually. Peace out.